What is up, family? It is officially 2024. That's absolutely crazy to say, but that means that the Casually Ambitious Performance Club is almost here. What the heck is this club you speak of, you may be asking yourself. That's a great question. This is a coaching program for high-performing individuals. Whether you're a former athlete, weekend warrior, or just want to do some hard shit, this program may be for you. It's a hybrid training style with a high volume of running and a lot of lifting. It comes with half full and ultra marathon plans, a full strength training program to complement the runs, diet and nutrition programming for every single meal, and mindset modules to help get your mind right to be the best version of you across the board. This is perfect for somebody looking to PR their next marathon, run 100 miles, or maybe just become an all-around beast of an athlete. The program officially launches January 29, but you can sign up for the email updates and more info at the link in my Instagram bio or in the show notes. I will see you there. Welcome visionaries, dreamers, and trailblazers to the Casually Ambitious Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Price, and I am thrilled to embark on this journey with you. Here, we dive deep into the realms of wellness, entrepreneurship, and mindset. Let's build a life we love while loving the life we live. The adventure to a more mindful, purposeful, and casually ambitious life starts now. Because I'm having conversations, otherwise I really wouldn't be happy. You know what I mean? So it gives me a great excuse to say, hey, Phil, we haven't really got together yet, but I want to have a conversation with you. Let's let's record it. Yeah. Uh, Let's see what happens. And that's kind of where the podcast idea came from, was like, I would just outreach to people that i thought were interesting yeah and then we actually would record it and i'm like maybe i'll use it for content maybe not mm-hmm. and then we're like well we're already doing this whole thing why not right. just do a podcast out for of sure it? so that's it so what is your podcast called uh who cares what they think who cares what they think yeah, and what do you guys talk about on there mm, so just like i feel like as of recently it's been like whatever one of us is going through and we kind of like talk it through and then he's six eight i'm six ten so we have like a segment called the tall guy problems and <laughs> nice. I feel like that's been like catching on so like example it's so hard to be tall and run on the sidewalk because like you're always like dodging branches and like just like small things like you wouldn't really think about as being a tall guy so. yeah true well phil welcome to the pod yeah, stoked to have you, you brother i've been wanting to have this conversation for a while i feel like you kind of came on the map in charlotte at least for me like out of nowhere yeah like you were you were not a part of the scene in the running scene and then you were like in a such a big way yeah and i love that you came into the scene just with authority so how long have you been in charlotte for yeah so i've been in charlotte for like mm, almost three years in may really but i actually i went to high school out here so i'm kind of from here um but i left for college and i went to la and i was there for quite some time okay and what was what's the story behind the move to la yeah um story behind la was like just crazy girl drama. Um, we'll leave it at that. And then um, went to LA and then I got signed to a modeling agency and it's kind of found like, wow, like I played college basketball and I realized I can make a good about a good amount of money just pretending to play basketball. And so I decided that modeling was the space I wanted to stay in. And um, I built a following from that and just like bodybuilding, MMA. Uh, yeah. And I just kept going with it. So you would basically be a, a professional basketball player in these ads yeah. and that's how you were making a living. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of ads were these? Um, so like my first commercial I did was Nike. I've done ESP and I've done Gatorade. I've done Apple. It's like quite of, shit. Yeah, some decent brands. Um, it was a blast. Like I 
it was never something that I like wanted to do or like dreamed of, but like the door opened and I booked my first commercial was Nike. And I was like, wow, like no way this is sick. Like I, I really appreciate, I honestly, I appreciate the industry. Um, and it was a great time and it paid my bills for a hot minute. So that the first one was Nike. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Did you have any experience modeling before that? Not really. No. Like I did like a random shoot, like a friend asked me to do, I guess like circling, like, my roommate, uh, he wanted to become a photographer and editor. Um, and so we bought a camera off of OfferUp. And so like after practice, we just like practice, like we'd go and do shoots and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And so I went to the LA Fitness Expo and my agency that I got signed with was there. And I just happened to have like some quality photos and it was just like right time um, with the right amount of, I guess, perfect time, right time, right place, right time. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, the door opened and I busted it open and kind of ran with it. I love that, man. Yeah. That's awesome. So had you ever been to LA before you moved out there? Yeah. So I'm from Southern, Cal Southern California originally. So what part? Uh, I'm from Oxnard, which is like an hour and a half north of LA. And then okay. my dad lives in Compton. So like um, my parents were never together. So like I was always like every other weekend I'd be down in LA with my dad and then the other half I'd be back in like Oxnard. Mm -hmm. Cool. Cool. And uh, so what brought you to Charlotte then? Yeah. The first um, combination of things COVID hit 2020 um my agent was like just leave like everything's virtual now and so I moved to Denver Colorado with an ex and then we were there from like September 2020 and then my little brother passed away February or mm. Valentine's Day of 2021 and so like that was like the first thing and then her and I we broke up in like April and so my mom lives here in Valentine so I was like I'm just gonna okay. go home and just like be with family and just kind of like process i guess the feelings that i was feeling so mm -hmm. that's what brought me back to charlotte so let's go into this uh bodybuilding thing for a little bit so yeah. were you doing the modeling and the bodybuilding simultaneously or yeah. was did one follow the other um so i would say i got into hmm i think i modeled first and then i decided to get into bodybuilding maybe like three four months later on it, it was always like an interest of mine um but then I decided to pull the trigger and like kind of with everything I do, I'm like, I'm all in. I get super obsessed with it. And then like, I can tell I love it. Yeah. That's all I think I'm about. the same way. Yeah. I and I feel like that's how you get good, bro. And like, yeah. So I just went all in with bodybuilding. I ended up dropping out of school. I was like, I'm going to do bodybuilding modeling. That's like the path I want to take. Mm -hmm. And I guess my thought process getting into bodybuilding was my insecurities growing up were um, people said I was soft and that was weak. And so in my head, I was like, dude, if I can complete a bodybuilding competition, I'm not weak because like the amount of weightlifting, I went from like 225 to 275 and just like, you're putting a lot of work um, into getting there. So I think it just helped with my confidence, honestly. And it was, it was an amazing sport for the time that I did it. Mm. It's a very mentally demanding and challenging sport. Dude, mentally and the amount of discipline. Um, but I think that's one thing that I appreciate about having coaches um, is they give you that, like that third person look. And so like, there's times where like, man, like I look like I look terrible. I feel terrible. And they're like, no, feel like you're fine. This is how you're supposed to feel. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm, I've always been a big advocate on having a coach in like whatever mm -hmm. endeavor I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is there with bodybuilding, like weight classes or how does that work? Yeah. So I competed in classic physique. So think, um, like, you know, Arnold, right. Mm -hmm. So like, think of like that aesthetic. So like the golden era is what they called that. Um, and I competed, I think I was like the six, five and over I'm six ten, And then like my max weight was two seventy five, but the most I ever weighed on stage was like two fifty. So like, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure if I would have continued to 
body build <clears throat> I would have like eventually like filled out into my frame. But I just, I don't know when I moved here, I just kind of couldn't find a good body building community. And so I just kind of like didn't yeah. care for it anymore. I don't know one person who does it here. No, it's not that it's not that <laughs> it's a huge running community. And I think it's huge. kind of partially how I got into yeah. running. Yeah. How did you end up uh, placing in the bodybuilding thing? Back to the pod in just a second, but hey, you've been putting it off too long. It's 2024 and time to get your nutrition dialed in. If you don't know where to start, I'll help you out. Flex Pro Meals. I've been using Flex Pro for the past four or five months and honestly have been blown away. Check this out. Very important tip. When you order, choose the buy the pound option. That's what I use. That way I can just handpick my protein, veggie, and carb just the way I want it. They have next day delivery options. Who does that? And a ton of options to get your diet cleaned up for the new year. For a limited time, you can use code CPRICE for 40% off your first order. Now, back to the pod. Yeah, so I did two competitions. My first one I placed second and my second one I placed third. So nice. I did relatively well. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure if I would have continued, I could have gone pro. But again, I just I kind of lost that fizzle. In the process, if somebody does want to go pro, what does that look like in bodybuilding? Yeah, so you have to place top three in like your local show. And then mm. once you do that, you'd have to go to a national competition. And then you have to place top three in that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I've only, I never did a national show. I only did like local. Local. I did one in California and then I did one in Dallas, Texas. I assume it's one of those things that you kind of do. Yeah, you can be a professional in it, but you can't probably, it's probably very difficult to make a living doing that because you're probably doing brand deals and other things to yeah, support that. Is exactly. that, is that true? Yeah, no, yeah. for sure. Unless like you're the top, top bodybuilder is, is you're relying on brand deals and mm -hmm. partnerships and coaching and yeah. Which is much like running. Yeah. Uh, kind of. Uh, so you moved to Charlotte. You didn't immediately get into running, did you? Mm -hmm. So what was what were you kind of doing during that that period before you got real heavy into running? And uh, I know you're a trainer too. Yeah. So what were you doing those first couple of years when you did move to Charlotte? Yeah. So when I first moved here, I think I was still kind of into bodybuilding. Um, I was just trying to find the community and trying to figure out like what that looks like. I got I've always been into content, but like one of my good friends in Denver, we both kind of went through a breakup at the same time. And so we're like, bro, like we're going to go hard in content. So we live in Denver. So like I would fly him out here and I'd go to Denver and we just, just quality content. Mm -hmm. Um, that was like all I did, like the first year of being here. And then, yeah. And I eventually realized that, well, no, I, I wanted to do around the crown. Um, I thought it was a cool race. I did it. It was one of the most humbling things I've ever done. Is that your first race? Yeah. Um, for those who don't know around the crowns, a 10 K. Mm -hmm. um around 277 which circles charlotte but uh it's an awesome race because they like shut the highway down for Dude, a day yeah i would say it's like a charlotte staple race um it was an amazing experience i had a goal of finishing under an hour and i did um and then i like was like oh like maybe i could do a half marathon and then it just kind of like built from there mm-hmm Got the bug. Yeah. Big time. <laughs> My wife's uh maybe not her first race, but she ran around the crown this past year. And then she ran her first half this year. But it's so funny when somebody catches the bug, man, because yeah. like I'm I'm obviously in the scene and and I fucking love it. I egg it on. But like you can see somebody start to slowly be like, I think I'm capable of this. I yeah. think I'm capable of this. And you see them literally learn a different 
uh, version of themselves Truly. that they, they didn't know existed. Yeah. And that's one of the beautiful things about running. Too. How long have you been running? Uh, hard, like intensely trying to compete for about a year overall, probably two to three years. Okay. What Relatively new. Yeah. What got you into running? Same story as everybody, bro. Like COVID. Yeah. <laughs> like COVID. I would run prior to COVID and during COVID, the beginning of COVID, I would run, you know, two, three miles, like mm -hmm. everybody. Like yeah. take a day off from the gym, be like, I got to switch it up. I got to go do some cardio. You'd go out, you'd run as hard as you can for two miles. <laughs> yeah. And you'd be like, that was awful. Right. I hate running. For sure. <laughs> And this is the same story for everybody because nobody knows how, how to do it, how yeah. to, how to progress. Yeah. Right. So you go out there, you hate it. You're red faced. You come back like, yep, that sucked. Um, check the box, but you got your run in. So I did that over and over and over again for, for like a year or two. Um, the farthest I would go is like three, three or four miles. Okay. And then, COVID happened and things closed down and then we had to find alternative methods to work out. And Surely. I was like, okay, maybe I'll, I'll start pushing my mileage up a little bit. And immediately after I broke that barrier of like two to three miles, mm -hmm. started to go further is when I got the bug because okay. then I started realizing like, oh, I'm getting faster. Right. Um, these miles are getting easier. I'm not hating my life quite as much at the end of these. For sure. Uh, it took me a while to get to the point where I was like, okay, I want to run a race and all right. that. But it, the same thing happened to me is like, I signed up for a 10 K and then I signed up for a half. Yeah. And then my crazy ass, like, like you is I get obsessed with something. I go all in on it. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, fuck a marathon. I'm, I'm doing a hundred. Okay, <laughs> so yeah. I signed up for a hundred before I signed up for a marathon. I ended up running a marathon prior as like training runs for the hundred. Okay. But I'm like, literally zero to 100 real quick For so sure. that's kind of how i got into it no that's really sick so like, <clears throat> do you like what's the end goal is there an end goal for you or is it just like just enjoy the journey as, as you're in it um i would love to probably i i do want to try and go pro in ultra running okay. i think there's a possibility there i want to run some of these the super bowls of of the ultra uh circuit sure. you know i want to run leadville i want to run bad water's my dream race so i'm currently trying to get the pre-qualifiers in order to qualify for bad water um and some of these other races because you can you know the last two races I, I went out i got second in my first one and i won my second one but these are you know podunk local races so i want to go up and compete against the best in the world for and, sure. and to see if i can hold my own with them yeah and I don't care what anybody else thinks. I just want to prove to myself that I can hang with, you know, some of these, these bad motherfuckers out there. For sure. Because ultra running, I mean, just running in general, marathon running, you know how mental it is. Yeah. No, you for know? Sure. And, and so I'm def, I'm certainly not the most athletic person um, or the most naturally gifted person, but I think mental toughness wise, I feel like I can hang with some of the, the big dogs. So that's what I want to experience for myself. Yeah. That's sick. That's really cool. And as you know, it's like, really cool to just document the process Dude, and yeah. people just kind of join the journey along the way for sure and you can go back a year ago and see your long runs on saturdays and then a year later see your long runs and be like damn yeah i've come a long way <laughs> dude no, you know? seriously and kind of what you're saying like documenting the progress our journey is in my opinion that's one of my favorite parts of just any sport um that's kind of how I, like i started a run club last last january 
Um, but I did, you know, David Goggins, obviously, but I did the four by four 48 challenge mm-hmm. and like I was posting about it and like, I remember I did a run at, it was like eight o'clock in the morning and it was dreadful. And I was like, Hey, does anybody want to run at noon? And I think like seven people showed up and like the run was so blissful and amazing. And then my run at four o'clock again, I was by myself and it was absolutely miserable. <laughs> and so then I, that's when I started realizing like there's power in doing hard things together. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like what sparked I was like, Oh man, like maybe if I started a run club, like I am bought into running for however long I'm in the sport, but it could be really cool to provide a space for other people to join in. And I just make, like I ran two weeks ago when it was raining outside at 13 miles and there was three of us and it was like, you get close doing hard shit together and like in like not necessarily ideal conditions and it's just it's a blast that's what i yeah. really appreciate about documenting the journey yeah I, I was just telling you i i just did my so today's friday i just did my long run today instead of tomorrow because time wise i couldn't fit it in or whatever it is so windy outside yeah and i was like fighting these winds and it sucked man yeah and obviously i was by myself but I get if if I ran that same run with a crew, I probably would have had so much fun because the wind's blowing you guys over, and you're like, "Yeah, this fucking sucks." But you're together, and, sure. and there's just some uh, some beauty in the process of doing it together. So there's certainly some things to learn solo, and and I've done probably dude ninety five to ninety eight percent of my miles solo. Right. Yeah. Um, and I that's one thing that I want to get better at is is outreaching more and just running more with people for sure i do like my solo time and it's a time for me to think and just process life because shit just hits the fan it's it's busy um so it's kind of personal personal time for me but there's certainly magic in in that community as well 100 i think too finding that balance of like community and alone time because like i try to run like at least twice a week where i'm just again like you said it's meditative it allows me to process life and just like figure out the demons that are going on between my ears and just lets me like face them. And it's, I think that's one of the cool things about running is it's such a meditative sport and like, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with listening to music or listening to podcasts during runs, but there's something magical about just like going out there. Just all you hear is your breath, your footsteps and all you have is your thoughts. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's amazing. I did that today. I, I left the headphones at home and I was just being present, man. Yeah. And, um, it was nice. It's not, again, like the winds <laughs> were, were gusting and it was tough, but in those moments, uh, there's moments of bliss in there for, for sure. sure. Yeah. For you, what was the catalyst to, to start? Was it COVID as well? Or was it something else that kind of got you into, into running? Yes. Um, <clears throat> no, it wasn't COVID because during COVID I moved to Denver cause the gyms are open. Um, <laughs> and so I, I was, I was bodybuilding still then. Um, so what got me into running was, I was at Barry's and have you met James Gully? No. Um, he's, he was a trainer at Barry's and he was talking about doing the round the crown. I was like, Oh, like what is it? And I, I noticed like a lot of people were like signing up for it. Um, so I signed up for it in, I think June and the race is like early September. So I trained for it for like, and this is last year, 2020 or uh, year 2022. Yeah. So I've been yeah. running for like a year and a half. So okay. 2022. Yeah, that's correct. Um, so I started running July, 2022 and then like probably the furthest I ran mileage wise was like eight miles for a long run. And then, yeah, I did around the crown and again, I just got so humbled. Uh, and I think that's something that I really enjoy doing. Like I like sucking at something and then Mm -hmm. like, what can I do to get better? And so then I signed up for the Charlotte half marathon. And so I just kind of like built 
I guess stack the block of, of the 10K to the half marathon training. My goals is to run under two hours. I did like 157. And then I think my next race was a 5K. And then I, my goal was to do under 21 minutes. I finished in 20 minutes, 12 seconds. Nice. And then just kept like building and growing. I've ran like two halves since then. And then, yeah, just been, the goal's been to get better. One day my goal is to qualify for Boston. So I'm running my first two marathons this upcoming year. Fuck so yeah. it'll be a blast. You work with Casey. I'm working with Casey now. So it's been nice to she's have amazing. someone. Dude, she's sick. Um, it's been nice to have that guidance. Again, like I said, I, I enjoy having a coach just to, it takes a, oh, mm, a sense of like, I don't have to think about it. I just could go do. And like me as an athlete, you're probably going to tell me to bring it, like reel it in. Like you're doing too much or don't go. Like she, she texts me. It was like raining really bad on a Tuesday. She like feel like just change it to Wednesday. You're fine. And so like, that's me as an athlete. I'm going to go and do what I'm told. I'm going to follow the plan to a T. And yeah, I've just been enjoying working with a coach and just the goal. Like I said, the goals to qualify for Boston this year. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. I'm running Boston in April. Yeah. Sick. I'm very excited. Uh, but the journey to qualify is, is a beautiful journey, man. Surely. It's like you got to scout out the perfect race. Hopefully it's nice and flat. Maybe yeah. even. Shit, mine was uh, downhill, she did Jack net and downhill, Jill. Jack and Joe, yeah. which I did with Casey, which was awesome. Yeah, um, Working with Casey is phenomenal, man, because I'm the same way. It's like, I just don't want to think about it. I just want to go out and do it. Like, there's days, uh, I don't know if you're structured the same way, but my speed days are Wednesday, and then there's typically paces built into my long runs on okay. Saturdays. So I know I, I sometimes dread Wednesdays because I'm like, yeah, it's going to suck. Right. But there is so much reward when, once you finish that workout. For but sure. I usually, I mean, there's times when I don't get out until I get to the track and then I look at the workout. I'm like, all right, game on. Yeah. Let's go. Cause I know it's coming. Um, but it's so nice to just not have to program stuff yourself. And the other thing with a coach, man, as you know, the learning curve that it takes off it's literally years yes you know sure. i mean just being able to ask a quick question about like how did you think about fueling for for this or i'm having this problem how should i reframe this or yeah. think through this and casey probably cut man like three or four years off my learning curve and now i'm coaching people but it's all based off of what I've read and all the the stuff I've consumed in the last two years, which has been as much as I possibly can on running. Like for sure I've turned into a total running nerd, Yeah, but it's also through working with people like Casey because she's just so freaking knowledgeable. I mean, she's run 20 marathons, yeah. you know? And I think one thing <clears throat> I appreciate about Casey is like, not only is she knowledgeable, but she also walks the walk. Mm -hmm. And like, I feel like my respect for her is like 10 times, not, not a number, but like so much more just because like, not only does she know what she's talking about, but she could also go out and do it. And I've always found that like, I enjoy being around coaches who like, they are better than me, like both mentally or knowledge wise. And as well as like physical ability wise. Mm -hmm. So it's been like cool to pick her brain and learn. And that's a great point. That's a great point. I like that too. And that's how I, I try to do the same exact thing now that I'm getting into the game of like, I want to, I want people to like one, just respect me and, and look up to me as a coach because I'm doing the same thing, right. you know, I'm yeah. aspiring for the same thing. I'm out here working. And also I think, uh, uh, important thing for me is like, I also want to have a coach too, because I want to constantly strive to get better. For and sure. for me, I don't want to stay stagnant while I'm trying to make others better. I want to do the same thing that they're trying to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, that makes sense. Uh, do you do any coaching? 
Yeah, so I do online coaching. Okay. Um, the majority of my clients are like weight loss, weight gain. I feel like that kind of happened with bodybuilding. I've been like asked about like running, run coaching. I'll do like basics, but I'm not like I'm not a run coach by any means. But I, I enjoy doing like weight loss, muscle building. That's been like my bread and butter for the last like five six years. Okay, and you also uh, are a trainer at Barry's, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I went to my first Barry's class like two weeks ago. Oh, so loved it, bro. Yeah. Your wife's been showing up. Yes, she has. She's got the bug for berries too. She got me in there. She was like, "You're gonna love it because it's uh, it's running based. Like you know, you can do get on the tread. A lot. Some people do double floor. I was like, "Can you do double tread? Can you do double double tread? Yeah. Like (laughs) this year, I haven't. I guess last year I did a lot of double treading, um, especially during the winter. But like now, well, I think one of the reasons our run club kind of grew as quickly as it did is like we show up, rain, shine, doesn't the temperature doesn't matter. Um, So I've been running a lot outdoors just because I have to show up. Um, but I do I do love a good double tread at Barry's. Do you know the guy? His name is Carson Truesdell. Yes, he's a very fast runner in Charlotte, isn't he? Very fast. Bro. I, he, I, I don't know him personally, but I've heard about it. So he comes to Barry's sometimes and like, you know, they'll call like five, six, seven. He's always two numbers above what they call out. <laughs> about the highest one? Yes. And so like whenever he's in class, like my runs automatically get harder. And my goal is just to make him walk at least once. And I've yet to be successful, but dude. He's a beast. Beast, bro. Yeah. Beast. He's like typically uh, in competition to win the local races. Yeah. Everyone like, that he's I followed in. his, he did CIM this past year and I kind of, I followed him on Strava and he was doing like a hundred mile weeks. I think he finished in like 220 or something. 220. CIM, bro. Insane. Beast. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. There's levels. I want to run CIM one day for sure. Uh, it's, it seems like a really fun course. Yeah. What are you eyeing for your two marathons this year? Yeah. So I'm doing grandma's in June, which is a fast race. They call it like the CIM of the Midwest. Okay. Where then, is it? Uh, Duluth, Minnesota. Duluth, yeah, Minnesota. Nowhere, dude. Yeah. Middle of nowhere. So there's like five of us from one club who are doing that. Nice. And then I'm doing Chicago in October. I got nice. it through the lottery. And nice. so that'll be a blast. Casey's running it. Um, nice. there's this girl named Pauline and Jordan who are also running and they're both, or they're all of them are really, really fast. So yeah. It'll be cool to have a group to train with who are also shooting for like close to that three hours up three hour mark. Yeah. So that's awesome, man. Chicago is going to be insane. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm, God forbid, I don't get hurt this year, but I think I really, I think I could pull off a BQ there. I just think like the energy is electric. I know it's a really fast course and I think stacking two marathon blocks back to back is going to be really good for me. Um, Dude, I'm in the 40 mile weeks now. So like, Are you? I feel legit right now. So it's been, it's been, it's gonna be a fun journey this year to oh, see yeah. where it goes. Oh yeah, man. It's really cool to get to that next threshold of like, oh, I'm doing 50, 40 mile weeks now. Yeah. I'm doing 50 mile weeks now. Bro. Let's go. Yeah. It's sick. I was like, I've been around the 30 for the last year. So, um, and it's just cool to see the progress and it's honestly really cool to see like, August, I so I got runner's knee in July, and so like when I came back from running, I was running like zone two at like a twelve minute pace, and like now it's down to ten minutes. I'm like, damn! Like I just drew, I just I just appreciate the process and seeing like the numbers go down, my heart rate stay low. Um, yeah, it's, it's an obsessive sport, and it's when I first got into running, I thought it was a very like just put on some shoes and go out and run, and like there's zone two training, there's watches, there's like, there's just so much complex stuff into it that I did not realize what I was signing up for. Mm -hmm. But now that I'm signed up for it, I'm, I'm in, I'm in for the long haul. You are all of us though. Yeah. At the beginning, because you're like, all right, I'm going to lace them up again. Like, let me go out there and run my seven minute miles or or seven thirties and just chug as fast as I can. 
And uh, again, the importance of getting a coach. Bro, <laughs> night and day, night and freaking day. And it was like cool because like I was I self coached myself through my first two half marathons. My first one I ran in 157. My second one I ran in 137. Um, nice. So like, was that at Kiowa? No, uh, my second one was at Lake Norman. It was in May. Okay. Um, Kiowa, my goal. My goal originally was to run sub 90, but then I got runner's knee in July and then I got it again in October. So like it kind of just threw off everything. I mm-hmm. was originally planning on doing the full in case he's like, let's just, we'll push it back. Like there's no rush in trying to do what you want. Like mm-hmm. you'll get there eventually. Let's just focus on staying healthy. And so, um, Kiwa, I did, I did PR by three minutes, but nice. I think it was more or less because I'm a smarter runner. Like I'm just understanding what I'm doing. I wasn't necessarily, I didn't feel more fit than I was for the race before. Mm. So, um, I, like, yeah, I, I relatively negative split it. Like the first race, I went out too fast. I try to stay with a 90 minute pace group. And so just learning about how to race is also just as beneficial as getting fit too. A hundred percent, hundred percent. I avoid, uh, like water stations, like the plague. Dude, yeah. I, I don't stop at water stations anymore. And that was something I had to learn. Yeah. I take two handhelds. I have my waistband where yeah. I keep one and I carry one yeah. and I'll switch them halfway through. But I'm like, if I would not have done that, I wouldn't have got sub 245 right. uh, because it just there's there's so many variables that can um, mess you up for sure at a, at a water station. 100%. So I've learned that. And, and that's what I uh, personally that's just a personal preference. But you can also there's people that are slow. You get tripped up. You get hurt. Like, yeah, just bad news. No, for sure. Yeah, I agree. And I think another <clears throat> thing, too, was like fueling for those my second half. <clears throat> I, I brought gels or like, uh, the gummies. Mm. I didn't practice feeling like before the race. And so like I put it in my mouth, I was like, fuck dude, like my mouth is too dry. Like, this is, this fuck it. I just threw, I literally threw the, the, the pack of goose or gels on the side. And some people was like, mom, why do you do that? And she was like, I don't know, honey. And like this past race, like I practiced my feeling strategy leading up to it. And I actually feel properly during the race. And like, I yeah. tell the difference in like how I felt. Yeah. So like I said, there's, as you know, there's so many intricacies to running from hydration to, taking your gels into like, it's just, it's insane. I was talking to somebody, uh, last week, I think, or recently, some people put their names on their bibs yeah. at like the bigger races. So when they run by, everybody's like, go Phil, go Phil. Yeah, yeah. And, and, or his name was Josh. And he was like, yeah, at the beginning, everybody's like, go Josh, go Josh. And then at the end he hit the wall and he was walking and he like threw up on the side. Yeah. And some one kid was like, mommy is Josh. Okay. It's <laughs> like the pros and cons of yeah. putting your name on the bib. Like it's a bold choice. Dude, Could for go sure. either way. Dude, that's hilarious. I, wow. But he finished. Yeah, yeah, he finished. Props to you, he Josh. That's a dog. Yeah, throw up and still go. That's elite. That's elite. Yeah, man. Have you ever uh, pulled the trigger? And uh, are you like a thrower upper when you're like struggling like that? Um, <clears throat> dude. So uh, I've only thrown up from leg days. Really? <laughs> yeah, and I've thrown up from like there's this place in California called the Sand Dunes, and it's just like a a big hill with sand, and like you do sprints and like different agility drills, and so. I've only thrown up from that and from late days. So I've yet to throw up from running yet. I've, I got close actually like mm, maybe like a month ago. It was 800 repeats. Mm. I was dying, bro. But like I haven't I haven't yet thrown up yet. But I'm not I'm not against it. I understand these. But I'll keep going. But yeah, yeah it hasn't happened to me yet. No, me either. I'm not a big puker. But every once in a while. Dude, that must have been a very intense leg day. Oh, dude, I used to get after it. And I'm a big guy, bro. So, like, yeah. I'll show you the video afterwards. Like, it was, there was some projectile vomiting my best friend. Like, dude, it was, it used to be, we used to get after it. We used what to get after a, it. One of my homies who uh, makes content, 
He's in Austin, Texas. Okay. I, I was trying to link with him last week and when I was there, it didn't happen. But he went viral because he did one of those like mile one, 930, mile yeah. two, you know, in uh, mile like 16. He was like, oh God, it's coming. Yeah. And like projectile vomits, but he caught it on camera, Dude, went viral, yeah. got like 3 million. He was like, yeah, bro, that, that, that video went nuclear. I'm still getting followers from right. that one. Dude, I'm not gonna lie. Those, so I, I make those videos too. Um, blessing and a curse during key. I dropped my phone. I was like, like <laughs> the momentum. I, yeah, it was brutal. But like, again, I got like 1.4 million views from that video and like from Kiowa. Mm-hmm. Uh, which like, one are you talking about? It was just like a yeah, mile, like mile just, video. Yeah, mile video. And like people were commenting like, oh, if you would have, when I made those videos, like you probably would hit your goal. And like to me, like my goal is not to become a professional runner. Like I'm just enjoying the journey. And like there's always going to be someone faster than me. I'm not, never going to be Kipchoge. And I'm, I'm just a, like B plus runner. That's what I, that's, that's the grade I get myself. And like I just want to document the journey and like hopefully it inspires at least one person to yeah. go out and come run like whether it's with me or you just do your own thing. Like, I think again, documenting the journey and showing like the progress, because again, like five years ago or five years from now, I'm gonna look back and like my mile ones and be like six thirty versus seven fifteen. you know? So like, I don't know. It's, it's funny how people actually really hate on those videos, but I also see the power of those videos too. It's like, again, it's a blessing and Chris pick your poison. hundred percent. I mean, that's anything in the content game. There's going to be people that are like, just finding anything Dude. to pick you apart about. Yeah. And as the creator, like you get thicker skin as it goes. I remember when I first started getting in the game and I would get negative comments. Yeah. I was like, yeah. these people are really coming for me. Yeah. This is awful. No, for sure. And every once in a while, one will make me angry, but <clears throat> for the most part, they don't really bother me. Do they bother you? No, I've been, I feel like I've been in this game for so long that like, yeah, I personally think it's hilarious. I'm like, it is pretty like, funny. Most you took your time, time to comment that, and like, one, thanks for boosting my algorithm. Two, <laughs> like, I guarantee, like, there was a guy who commented this week. He was like, he was like, uh, you didn't post your finishing time. What are you, an amateur? And I was like, actually, I am. And he was like, nobody likes your facetious comments. You're actually a dick. And I was like, <laughs> so I was like, my response was, that's not what your mom said. And then he was like, what was your finishing time? And so I told him, and he was like. My PR is 15 minutes faster than, than that. I'm more charismatic than you. I'm more better looking than you. I look like, <laughs> I'm like, dude, like, first off, you don't have a profile picture. <laughs> you posted nothing and you have like. If you're so handsome, dude, show yourself. Take, you can take my role, Bob, for surely give it to you for that much better than me. And so like, to me, it's just people in the basement of their mom's uh, house who are just, 100%. just upset with their life and just looking for anything to. Sad people, man. Yeah. Sad people. I, I want to. <clears throat> okay, actually, before we switch gears, I do want to talk a little bit about the Run Club and, sure. and what that's turned into. You've created an incredible community, yeah, appreciate which it. is awesome. Um, congrats on that, man. Thank you. What's kind of, you just want to continue to build that, obviously. Um, and the other thing I wanted to speak to was like, you know, you're wanting to inspire, you're inspiring like thousands of people, man. So yeah. keep doing what you're doing. Appreciate it's it. incredible. And if one million people are seeing your videos, like imagine the reach that you have for yeah. inspiring people. So appreciate it. Keep doing that. But with the, uh, with the running community that you're building, like what's kind of the end goal? How did that start? Obviously you were like, you, you did that Goggins thing. So yeah. you're like, okay, there's some magic here. What was the idea? And, and at, from the beginning, were you like, all right, crew's going to be a, a run club or you were just like, Hey homies, we're, let's link up and like do some runs. Yeah. Um, so I think like the one thing that I struggled with when I first moved to Charlotte is I didn't have a community. Um, and I'm not, I don't drink. Um, so like that's, 
it's hard for me to go to a bar and like I'm not going to make friends that way. And so, um, have you ever been a drinker or never? Mm, I never really been a drinker. Like when I was, I when I turned 21, I went kind of well. My sophomore year of college, I played in the NCAA tournament, and so like after the NCAA tournament for like about eight months, big party guy. Mm. Um, and then when I got into bodybuilding, that's when I realized like. <clears throat> Drinking alcohol slows down your protein synthesis by like 75%. It's just not ideal. I'm already 6'10". It's hard for me to put on muscle as it is. So it just, I didn't see the benefits of drinking in terms yeah. of like what I wanted to like end goal. It cannibalizes all your gains. Dude, it destroys it. <clears throat> um, Where did a, you go to college? I went to Hampton University. It's Hampton. like a small division one in, in Virginia. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, I realized pretty quickly that drinking wasn't for me. Um, my ex-girlfriend, she started like a pretty big like community here it's called charlotte social club and i just like kind of saw what she did and i thought it was really cool and so doing the those hard things with people on the with the goggins challenge kind of like sparked the idea and then i fully pulled the trigger like last january with the invigory and so like in my head i thought it was really cool to base a club or a group of a community that's has nothing to do with drinking and more mm -hmm. like with recovery and health and fitness and then we kind of started doing races together. We did a 5K together, and then we did the Lake Norman half, and we did the Kiowa half. And so, like, what I say makes our run club a little bit different from all the other ones is, like, we find a race that we want to do together. We train for it together. So we do, like, track workouts. We do our long runs. We do recovery runs together. And we just get after it, really. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the basis of run club. This year, it seems like we're doing a lot of races that are not in Charlotte. We're doing, like, Nashville Half Marathon. We're doing... Um, Duluth we're doing grandma's marathon in June that's badass you guys travel together Dude, for them, it, and it's like I grew up being an athlete so like to me these are like my teammates now and it's like that's what I enjoy doing that's what that's how I build community and it's like we talk a lot of shit but like we're very inclusive like we don't I don't care we don't care if your goal is to just finish a half marathon or if you have a time goal or whatever it looks like wherever you are on your journey we'll meet you there after like the first five we'll start talking shit to you just like jokingly <laughs> but like it's just I feel like you're not truly friends if you're not doing that. Like it's right. just it's like fun banter and it's just a good group of people to have. Uh, just to switch gears a little bit, so it seems like you you've always been somebody who wasn't afraid to go all in on whatever it was that you were passionate about at that yeah. time. You've never been like really tied down, I guess, quote yeah. unquote. You've always had careers that you've kind of made for yourself for sure and i respect the hell out of that appreciate that what's been your mindset with that like mm -hmm. everybody and their mother and society is telling you hey go get a job go do this but you're like nah i think i'm gonna figure out my own lane and i'm yeah. gonna make it work i think well my mom is an entrepreneur and so i think growing up around that just kind of gave me the entrepreneurial bug but i think like i wasn't always so confident in myself and so i think like the first step was that for me was getting signed to a modeling agency, modeling agency. And so then I booked a Nike commercial. I was like, damn, like if I could do it once, I could do it twice. And I did it twice. And I did it three times. And I was like, okay, like there is something to this. And then I think for me, it was just doing things that were hard and then I accomplished it. And then it just gives you more confidence. And then you move on to the next thing and something bigger and scarier. And so I think that's kind of where it comes from. I just started doing things that, freak me out or that I was insecure about and I faced those insecurities and then I moved on to the next challenge. It's mm, badass. Appreciate Have it. you ever had like a, um, like a corporate job or a full-time job like that? No. Yeah. Like Barry's is the closest thing I've ever had to that. And like, I'm a part-time instructor there. So 
I've never like Barry's. Yeah, Barry's my first ever job, and like no even, even in that, dude, it's been like <laughs> no way. Yeah, and like it's not. It's, That's awesome. It's just interesting. Like it's just a different like environment, and like it's sometimes I I really like it. I love it, but like also being told like, hey, like we need you to have berries in your bio. I'm like, oh, like no, like right. I need to like so like yeah, Barry's my first job. I don't hate on it, but again, I got blessed really early. I was able to start modeling at 20, and I just kind of door open i just ran with it Mm -hmm. that's so cool man i envy that quite a bit do you find you're somebody who even if as an entrepreneur it's like you don't necessarily want to just be one thing you want to have your hand in a lot of different things because that's fit your personality style yeah um yeah so like the brand that i originally created was called jacks only and like jack of all trades master of none just because again bodybuilding mma running now um i appreciate doing so much but i would say as being a young entrepreneur, sometimes I am envious of people who had a nine to five job from the start just because like you have a stable income. And I feel like until recently, like I wasn't all that, mm, I was always like just trying to figure out how to make money. And so like that in itself is stressful, but then also it kind of teaches you like, oh, like I've been in a situation before and I know how to make money now. So it only gets easier and you become more confident in it. So I think it is a blessing and curse being an entrepreneur from a young age, but also there's things I'm like, damn, like I do wish I did have like a stable income at the beginning of my life from my beginning of my twenties really. So. Yeah. But everybody who has a stable income is, is wishing that they were in your position too, yeah, because then, now, now you've got the, the reps in and you had the years of experience of like, just like for lack of a better term, just struggling and like figuring out a way to make it work. Yeah. And no, you know, sure. and like once you get some traction, things, you stop playing life on hard mode because you're like, okay, I kind of know how to do this now right. and I no, can duplicate sure. it or I can go out and seek other brand deals or, or whatever it is that, yeah. that you're able to put together. But like everybody and their mom is sitting in their corporate job, tr- like just envious, you know? So yeah. it's, it's always like the outside looking in just seems so much better than it actually is, I guess. Yeah. And I think too, like, I mean, it is a blessing to do this, but then like you also have to realize like, Oh, if you don't make money this month, it's your fault. Or like, Something that like this week, for example, like I thought I signed a client and then like last the day after next day, she talked to her husband and she, he was like, oh, like, I don't want you to do this. And then like, oh, I'm not going to do it anymore. And so like being an entrepreneur, you can make $10,000 a week or you can make zero. And like sometimes I feel like having like, oh, I know I'm going to make two grand every single or every other week. At least you have like some sort of like baseline income. But again, like you said, like it does force you to like figure out how to go make money and forces you to be comfortable with being broke or it. It forces you to have to tell your friends now, like, hey, like I can't go out this weekend because like money's tight. And so the grass isn't always greener, I think, as long as you find peace in what you're doing. Because like also, like I work way longer. Like I don't work a nine to five. Like there is no turning off my brain. Like it's I'm always working. And so like blessing and curse, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to work a nine to five job. But again, maybe I'm just the grass isn't greener. I need to tell myself that like working a corporate job isn't all lights and glamour. Um but I see, the, I see the like pros and cons for both sides, I feel like. Yeah, but you also have to think about like, and there's so much value in just the freedom, man, to for be sure. able to at 2 p.m., 3 p.m., do a podcast or go for a run yeah, or do whatever right, you right. want to, you yeah. know? And that is, for me, one of the most important things in my life. Like that's yeah. a core value for me is freedom. Okay. Um, because if I feel like I'm in a box I just don't perform well. Mm, like I don't do sense. my best work. Yeah. I don't think we as humans were meant to sit, 
you know, from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. and do work and then go home. It's like, and I'm the same way as you. I can't shut off, right. but I want to work when I'm most productive. For and sure. I'm most productive like first thing in the morning. So in the past, before I was doing the endurance thing, I would wake up. I've always been an early riser, so I'll wake up 4.35. And either right right now, I'll go straight and train mm-hmm. because I, that's when I'm at my best in the right. day and that's when I can get my best workout in. Prior to that, I would just work for like three, two, three hours because you get that like quiet time. For sure. Regardless of what yeah. you do, that's my time to just be by myself and be the best version of myself for that time. So, um, and even after now, after my workout, I still am like until about nine or 10 when things get a little bit busy and your phone starts getting hit up a lot more for sure. is my most productive time of the day. Yeah. Um, and and also you know after 6 p.m like some of the the best work i've ever done has been done from that like six to nine window as well so uh it just depends person to person but like when inspiration strikes or you know you're at your best um it's for me at least it's typically not nine to five so i just value that freedom so freaking much man that makes sense and once you have it it's hard to ever consider going back to another career or anything where you're not allowed to have that anymore you know what i mean no for sure that makes sense that does make sense that's a good perspective to have too i think that like you said there is a a blessing in freedom because like again you're able to go hit your long runs whenever you need to run or like you go lift at noon like my peak lifting time is noon and it's like i i I do recognize if i worked a nine-to-five job it's not even an option so i guess i I, I do see that i I appreciate that perspective that you that you brought yeah so what's up with the a Chipotle obsession? Oh, dang, yeah, I love it. <laughs> His face um, lights up. Dude, Chipotle is so fire. I don't, I don't know how. Oh, I think it was Alex Hermosi. Um, yeah, I remember because he he made a post or something. He was like, if you guys want to eat well for fairly cheap and like get the most protein in, Chipotle. Chipotle. Easy. Yeah. And so like I went through a breakup and I was like, dude, like. He's got a point. Yeah, I'm not trying to cook. <laughs> like I did the whole bodybuilding, like eat some meals a day, and I just got really over it. And I was like, in my head, again, he does have a point. I'm like, if I was to make a meal, rice, chicken, steak, a vegetable, and so like nine dollars, you get all of that, and it's all fresh, up. bro. No freezers, bro. None, and yeah, it's quality <laughs> every single time. I went every single day for lunch and dinner in January and February last year. And every got, day, dude. Every day. I got to the point where I got to know like everybody that worked there. I was getting a free Chipotle like probably 85% of the time. And then that even made me want to go even more because I'm like, I'm not paying for it. So I'm like, it makes, yeah, like, oh, dude, Chipotle. I thought you were sponsored, honestly. So they open my DMs every once in a while, but like Chipotle sponsored me, like for real. Like I would love to be sponsored. If I, I think I would, someone asked me yesterday, he was like, when did you feel like you were successful in being a content creator? My answer was honestly like, I don't find success in like a metric It's more of like, I'm proud of myself for consistently posting. That's like, that's what I consider success. And like, like another metric I kind of follow is like saying, I'm gonna go do a half marathon and completing it. Like that's why I find a success, but I will feel like a successful, successful content creator if Chipotle sponsors me. So just throwing that out there. You would be very successful in my book as well. I would be jealous. And you heard me call it. (laughs) You heard me call it. So we'll go to Chipotle together if I get that sponsorship. And we'll create create some content. Shit, if it's free, you still got that hookup. Let's go after this. Um, So the one thing, bad thing about Chipotle, high turnover. Uh, And so. Oh, so your homies are gone. I only have two homies left. (laughs) 
And so like, dude, I went like three weeks ago and I'm, I'm not an arrogant guy, but like I could crack some jokes. And so the Chipotle and South Boulevard, it was supposed to be open. Yeah. It's right here. Yeah. yeah. I walked in new lady. She was like, you're lucky we let you in because we're closing in like five minutes. And I had it with, do you know who I am? <laughs> like, do no, like, you did it. Oh, I swear to God. And like, I never made that comment before. Like, it wasn't like, I wasn't trying to be arrogant. It was more like jokingly because the person, I knew the person on the cashier. Oh, yeah. And he was like, he has a point. Like, <laughs> he does come in here every single day. And so, yeah, dude, like, that's the one uh, bad thing about the, the turnover at Chipotle is not, yeah, is high. That's so funny, bro. Is that the one you go to? Yeah. Right here? Nice, man. What about um, Kava or like Yafo? Yeah. What are um, your thoughts? I like Kava. I feel like I'll eat Kava when I'm sick. Um, really? Yeah. It's a sick food for you. For me, yeah. Because like Chipotle, they have like it's fresh, but like yeah. Kava's veggies yeah. go hard, bro. And so I get the Harasa, Harasa avocado bowl mm. and like I just feel healthy afterwards. I've never like pre-ordered one of their preset things. I just mm. make my own, okay. but I'll look into that one. Yeah. The Harasa avocado is pretty fire. Nice. Pretty fire. Yeah. Nice, bro. <laughs> Uh, I think that's a good place to wrap, man. Um, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, I appreciate bro, you. That was a that was a blast. I enjoyed talking to you. For anybody out there who doesn't follow you or not familiar with you, where can they find you? Yeah, so you can follow, follow me on Instagram, uh, phil.reed. It's phil with two L's, period, R-E-E-D. I'm on there the most. I have TikTok, your bro, Phil. And then this, this year, my goal is to get consistent on YouTube. So nice. you'll find me there, Phil Reed. And yeah, I'd love to... Have you follow me and chase when you get you out to run club one of these days i know bro it's overdue yeah we'll make it happen perfect appreciate you brother yeah dog appreciate you that's the pod